Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771-800-410-4771-800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it is Tuesday on the show, and you know what that means. We have a lot to talk about, including last night's Monday Night Raw show. And normally when we recap Raw, let's just talk about, oh, this happened on Raw. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Well, we got a pay-per-view coming up, so it was a go-home show. And I think they added one thing to the show, which was a stipulation. I think we got six matches for the WrestleMania Backlash show. I can go over those later. But uh, the big thing last night was a an injury on the show. Umberto Carrillo was wrestling Sheamus, and he was injured. So we're going to give you the update on what happened with Umberto Carrillo and the update. We also have an update on Ricky Starks, also injured. And is going to be out of action for at least three months. It could be more. I'll tell you why when we come back from the break. But two injuries to talk about there. We've got updates on the next NXT TakeOver show. It's another one of those in-your-house shows. We got the ratings for the AW Booker T biography. We've reviewed all of these. And, yes, we are going to review the Booker T show on the Brian and Vinny show tonight, even though I'm not... All that excited about that particular one right there. I am excited about next week's Shawn Michaels A&E documentary, but we can talk about that here today. SummerSlam. Yesterday we talked about AEW going on the road, and I said I would expect at any time WWE is going to announce that they're going to be going on the road. They have not announced it yet, but it is rumored, and by rumored I mean Dave talked about this on the Observer Radio Show last night, said it's under consideration that SummerSlam is going to be at Madison Square Garden. So we can talk about that. And, of course, as always, here on Tuesday, we'll do the full Raw report as well. So a lot of stuff to get into today. If you want to send us a text message, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. That's Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Back in a moment, Observer Live. A 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Well, let's start off with all these injuries here today. God, this is Ricky Starks. So, Ricky Starks was doing a match with Hangman Page, Dynamite, April 21st. And you guys remember that spot where Hangman went to do the German, and Ricky was supposed to flip over and land on his feet, but he didn't flip over far enough, and the timing was off, and he landed on his head? Well, he fractured his neck. And then, if things couldn't get any worse, he fractured his neck, and then, remember how all of a sudden he was limping in the match? Well, he injured his knee. 
So he worked the rest of that match with a fractured neck and an injured knee. And uh, didn't complain. Like, nothing. You got a buzz, Mike. Didn't complain or anything like that. And uh, they go back and they checked out the the uh, the injury. And fractured neck, he's going to be out at least three months. Now, the thing with at least three months is that's going to be the time it's going to take for his neck to get better. But he has to go in for another evaluation on his knee. So if that's bad, if he tore like an ACL or something like that, I mean, he could end up being out for the majority of the year. So, I mean, this this is a tough guy. And like I said, from what I was told, he didn't complain about it, nothing. But now he has to uh, have the knee evaluated, and it could be quite a while before we see him back on television. Hopefully not. Hopefully the knee's all right. Three months from now, the neck is better, and he's back on television. But there is still a uh, lot to be determined about the uh, immediate future, at least, of, of Ricky Starks. Also last night on Raw, we had a Umberto Carrillo and Sheamus match. And Umberto Carrillo and Sheamus decided that they were going to do a sunset flip powerbomb. Sheamus is on the apron. And Umberto's going to do a sunset flip powerbomb and powerbomb him on the floor. I don't know what they were thinking. But uh, Sheamus ends up landing on the left leg of Umberto Carrillo. And Umberto Carrillo, his, his whole lower body just goes limp. I mean, he can't move his legs. He can barely do a sit-up. And he was actually doing something with his hand, so I don't know if he lost feeling in his hand. He's kind of doing something like this, so I don't know if he was testing his hand or if he was going like this to say something to the... Anyway, it's not good. And then Sheamus is down there on the ground. They both are selling that they're pretty much knocked out. Well, Sheamus is, and Carrillo's just trying to move his legs. So the referee goes out there, and the referee checks on him, and the referee decides that this match cannot continue. At which point, even though they're both unconscious, uh, allegedly, or at least Sheamus is unconscious, and, and uh, Umberto Carrillo is, is injured, the referee declares Sheamus the winner. So that was weird. Now, the good news is that uh, Umberto Carrillo is apparently fine. Uh, whatever it was, and I don't know what it was, uh, he was deemed fine enough to work today if he had to. So that's very good news. And, I mean, the thing it's it's not... The injury is obviously the biggest concern, but I was checking to see if Umberto was okay yesterday. And uh, I got the A-OK that he's fine. But uh, I also was told, and this is why they raised Sheamus's hand, because Sheamus was supposed to win the match, okay? So Sheamus is supposed to win. Something goes wrong. Both guys are outside the ring. The referee has to call it off. Instead of just stopping the match and waving it off, he declares Sheamus the winner. So then I really got thinking about it. Once I, once I was not worried about Umberto anymore, I got thinking about it and... Uh, Sheamus was supposed to beat Umberto Carrillo again. So, if you've been watching the show, Sheamus has been doing an open challenge, and like, Umberto Carrillo, like, this guy can't catch a break. And so, this is the go-home show for the pay-per-view on Sunday, and the stipulation was, like, if Umberto Carrillo won, he was going to get a match against Sheamus at the pay-per-view. But he was booked to lose! So... I mean, it doesn't matter because it's like everything we see on Raw all the time. But, like, what is their plan here for Umberto Carrillo? I mean, 
I know that they've got this mindset that, well, the, the, the best way to get a guy over is to just beat him and beat him and beat him and beat him. And I know that they think this way because they've been booking like this forever. But, I mean, if I had five minutes with Vince McMahon, I would sit him down and I would say, Brother, who on Raw and SmackDown right now is currently over? And, of course, depending on how what you consider over to be, like the answer is either, you know, Roman Reigns, maybe Drew McIntyre, I don't know, you know, whoever else. Or the answer is nobody, because like on a mainstream basis, like nobody's over. You you could ask your random person on the street who's a champion, they'd say John Cena. So the fact of the matter is, I would say, who would you determine as over? Okay, name me one person who they have tried to get over by beating them that has actually gotten over since Daniel Bryan in 2014. Which, by the way, in a few years, that's a decade ago. Name one other person that has gotten over by being beaten. The fact of the matter is, the only people that are even remotely over are the people that never get beaten. So anyway, when I heard that Sheamus was scheduled to beat Umberto, I was just like, oh, what next? But anyway, those are the injury updates. Thankfully, Umberto is okay, and hopefully Ricky Starks ends up okay very, very soon. I guess there's a lot you could unpack out of that Sheamus and Umberto thing, and you you mentioned one of the things there. Now, do you think it's possible because he did insert himself into the situation last week that this could have ended with some sort of Mansoor interference or distraction or something like that that would backfire to let Sheamus get the victory because they seem to put Mansoor there for a reason. Do you think it would have led to a three-way at the uh, Backlash pay-per-view? Well, Sheamus was supposed to win. I mean, if Mansoor is going to run but in... we don't know how. But my point is, if Sheamus is going to run in and it's going to be like a no contest or whatever, then, you know, that, that's fine. Like... If it's going to be a no contest to set up a three-way, then when both guys ended up outside the ring unable to get up, just rule it a no contest. <laughs> they specifically gave the win to Sheamus. Umberto was supposed to lose. Now, granted, maybe, you know, uh, Mansoor was going to come in and attack Sheamus, so Sheamus wins by DQ. But if that's the case, like, when you call the audible to end the match, don't announce that Sheamus won, just say it's a no contest. And then you could add Mansoor to the match or whatever, and away you go. It doesn't matter. I just thought it was funny that this Umberto Carrillo cannot catch a break, even though they're getting him back on TV and he needs all the help he can get. I'm sure Lance is listening to this show, so I would just throw a question up in the air that he could answer on Friday, which is, if you are agenting a match that's got Sheamus in it, who's got spinal stenosis and he's over 40 years old, do you think it's the best idea in the world that we deliver a sunset powerbomb off the apron to the floor? Because... Even if he didn't land wrong, and and this is another question I would have for you as a worker and for him as a worker, Sheamus coming off of that apron didn't look like he was all in favor of that, looked a little bit timid. I, I don't know. It seemed like he didn't go bounding off of that as, as we would probably want to see somebody do so they don't land on Umberto Carrillo like that and take the full force. It didn't seem like Sheamus was very confident in doing that. Would I be wrong in seeing that, that he was no, I'm not why would a you, sandbag? I can't but, even figure out why someone even came up with that idea for the spot anyway. Like, you're doing a I'm, random television match on Raw, 
And you're going to do a sunset flip powerbomb off the apron with Sheamus? Like, whose idea was that? That's it. That's what I'm asking is how the idea happened. And then I can see how the idea happened. Guys come up with things all the time, but aren't there supposed to be stops in place where you go, is this not the best idea? And then ultimately, with Sheamus taking it, is he, I don't want to say responsible because accidents happen. Things happen. It just that's the way it goes. He didn't do it purposely, but it was, you know, obviously somebody a little bit lighter and, you know, more apt to take aerial moves. I mean, did Sheamus have anything to do with that or was it just a pure accident? I want to add, by the way, that uh, uh, somebody on Twitch here, a couple of people had mentioned the last person that got over by losing was Becky Lynch. Absolutely not. No. Like, the whole reason that Becky started to get over, leading to SummerSlam, was because she was quietly on TV winning every single solitary match. And then they do the SummerSlam, and then it was all off the rails from there. But once they finally decided that she was going to be their chosen one, they never beat her, ever. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. 
So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Everyone's talking about vaccines in the Twitch chat here. And mm. uh, Dagan wants to know how the uh, 5G is doing in my body after I got my uh, vaccination. Brother, let me tell you something. If my body could generate 5G wireless internet, I'd be over the moon. I can't think of anything that would be better than that. When I had all those problems last week at the beach. Brother, I mean, I could, that, would be, that would make my life so much easier if I could just generate 5G. I may have to go get another shot if that's an option for one of these. You ever try to use your Google Maps downtown in a city like Washington, D.C. or something like that? Yeah, as much like... You know, 5G's I could generate to get that thing working so you don't get lost going around the corner. That would be fantastic. I use my map all the time. I never get lost. What are you talking about? You got better service than we do out here, I guess. Now, the problem, the problem, Mike, the reason you get lost. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you want to know why? Yeah, Because in Washington, D.C. Piss me off today. Because in Washington, D.C., much like in Seattle. Oh, you know it. Yes. Brother, is it a big city or not? The biggest. Okay. So, in a city like that where you have streets, and you also have streets that go above, the the streets map cannot always figure out. Yeah, There's you know, you... Jetsons? You, oh, bro, you don't have uh, an off-ramp or an on-ramp or a, a freeway that goes above the city? That's the there's all, all that over goes the around the city. The point is, the thing can't figure out if you're up or if you're down. This happened to me a million times. You're driving over, and it thinks you're down below, and it's like, take the exit here, and you're like, I'm on the freeway. There's no exit right here. I can't turn right on Birch Avenue. I'm above. Birch Avenue's down below. That's what happens. Nothing has anything to do with your 5G. I'd love to see you dropped in the middle of Washington, D.C. You're a horrible person. Why do you always say these terrible things to me? Not built like a grid. It's built in a circle, basically, which is just torturous for people that actually come for the first time and in a city full of transients to to watch them suffer is is always a little bit amusing but i'm not worried about them i'm worried about making my google maps experience better and the more power that i can get from 5g the better that would be see look everyone here agreeing with me you're absolutely right brian sometimes you're above and sometimes you're below this guy says brian's always above everybody that's right sometimes you're that's why my maps don't work in seattle all right, let's look at this this goofy raw show here. So our our uh, our worst uh, whatever came true. We have Charlotte, Nia, and Shayna versus Mandy, Data, and Asuka. And who appears in the middle of this match but Asuka, uh, uh, Alexa Bliss, and her stupid doll? I was done with this show 15 minutes in. And she watches the match, and then she uses her magic to cause, of all people, Shayna Baszler's leg to not work anymore. Of course. And Shayna falls down, and she gets beaten, and Alexa laughs. And all of these women, Charlotte, Nia, Shayna, 
Mandy, Data, and Oscar have to sit in the ring and look at Alexa Bliss on the ramp, who's the star of the women's division now, and she's going to be using her magic and her stupid doll. And boy, brother, let me tell you something. If you hated this, if you hated this, just you wait. God, I wish Do you I remember, could've... by the way, just to do one more Star Wars analogy, you remember oh, in The Empire Jesus. Strikes Back when Luke oh. is, is uh, there and he tells Yoda, I'm not afraid? What does Yoda say? He says, you will be. So if you're not afraid of where this is going now, in the words of the wise old Yoda, you will be. What a disaster this was. Wish I could have seen into the future when I interviewed Shayna Baszler on this very program. You weren't here one day. And she was on, and we were talking, and you know, training with Josh Barnett, training with Billy Robinson. I wonder if Billy Robinson ever would have gotten her ready to be placed under a spell and do the shaky leg. I would call it the uh, the shanky leg, but we may have a no, guy. No, we already that have a on. shanky. Yes, we got a shanky. Which yes, that we... may have been the best part of the show. We're getting ahead of ourselves, named, Mike. Please, yeah, do name shanky. That was may have been the only good part of the show. MVP, folks. MVP. If you didn't see this show, misspoke. During a promo, you know things can't be good if MVP, usually one of the only saving graces of this program, even he is messing up on his promos. You know it wasn't a good night for this I'm not place. even bothering with all that. I'm just going to get to the point. Mm. We had uh, the return of Jinder Mahal. He's, uh, these Bollywood boys have put on some size. And now the, the, the little one, the husky one, is named Veer. Veer. And the lanky one is Shanky. Veer lanky Shanky. shanky. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be. It couldn't be worse. What was the? Uh, I gotta find. There's a Chelsea oh. Green interview. Remember, Chelsea Green showed up and got an injury, and we never saw her again. Yeah. So wrong, or did they not call her Chelsea Green when she came out? Didn't they call her Chelsea Green? Uh, I thought she was because she did an interview, Chelsea. and they told her that her new name was like Victorious or something. It was like it was so stupid that she admits that when she first heard it, she laughed. <laughs> And then the person that told her was like, I'm serious. Your name is Victorious or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's 2021, dude. Why are you calling someone Victorious? Brian, they, have it, a whole, they have a whole roster of people that are like they're adult children. Like the show is filled with adult children. Braun is is looked at as a schoolyard bully who's not real bright john morrison is the dumbest jock stereotype moron you've ever seen in your life jackson Riker, i don't even know what he is he's just some i slow dude that likes music now i i have no idea alexa's got a doll matt riddle is you know spicoli light oscar is you know at times can be incredibly entertaining but they rely on that where she's just some goofball manic woman child too it's just i don't know i don't know i gotta find what do you want out of this show i gotta find this i'll I'll get it here in a minute but anyway we had uh he just squashing like a prelim guy uh we had randy orton new day and matt riddle versus aj almost and then Riker and drifter and orton pins elias and then he lays out both of the New Day with RKO's, which Riddle's upset about. I, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, Bro, how can I have any friends if you keep How can we have any friends? Was it we? Yes. Yeah, so Riddle, by the way, has gotten papers dumb. so that they can officially be a tag team because you need papers. What did he roll up in them? 
Not those kind of papers. There's Mike, you don't seem to understand. You're making a joke, but what they actually said is an even bigger joke. He said that he had registration papers. Registration papers to make sure that him and Randy Orton become a registered tag team in WWE. Bro, this, this place has been around since 1963. I've been watching since 1988. I didn't know until today that you have to have registration papers to become an actual tag team in WWE. But you do. So that's nice. The Sheamus Umberto Carrillo thing happened. Uh, Shelton Benjamin beat Cedric because, of course, he did. I have, I have one thing to say about this, and it is I know – I know Cedric could easily end up on main event tomorrow or whenever main event airs and, and Shelton could just disappear. But if this is the old uncle who, you know, keeps getting bucked up on by the kid at the barbecue and then just, you know, gets pushed around a little bit and then explodes up off the lawn and picks up and slams this kid and, you know, you better chill out for the rest of this thing, then that's fine. And, and Cedric coming back on him, learning some respect, and either reforming the team or getting the victory is fine. So if this is the a start to a story, that would be nice. Uh, but it's hard to look for the silver lining, so it will probably go the other way. But that's the only saving grace I could have in this. And the fact that Cedric and Shelton, at least, if given any time, could actually have some good matches, and I would rather see them paired with each other than playing the fool and chasing around the 24-7 title or something like that. If you got any hope for the future of Cedric Alexander after I don't have any hope match. for this show, Brian, but we have to review it. So it's like I have to watch this and try to take a show seriously that started with Lily and Alexa coming out to interfere with a match where all of these women all overshadow the women's champion who you still really haven't established on the brand. And then you just go through every single part of this show. And it's like, if you don't have some random hope for something, what is the point of really watching it then? It's much like my you're job. complaining about AEW. That's literally the only reason I watch the show. That. It's my I job. I know, but as part of the job you actually have to look and see maybe there's going to be something yes you could always look for the worst but well no i what i do is when i analyze it i've watched this program for like a hundred years i look at it and i try to like what is likely to happen because of this based on what i've watched for a hundred years well what's likely to happen is i ain't ever gonna see cedric again he's gonna be on 205 live or he's gonna be on main event i mean maybe like i, I dude i have no hope for this one I've been wrong before. I got no hope. Rhea versus Asuka. Rhea beats her clean in the middle of the ring. It's supposed to be a three-way on Sunday. Why it's a three-way, I have absolutely no idea. Asuka's been... By the way, how they got to that, and I know we're pushing up against the break, but even how they got to that, with Sonya look, that was a bad SNL skit. Sonya's looking around. They give a bunch of verbiage to Rhea that she cannot pull off and does not match who she is. Asuka was fine, but it was like even this is like in between that and angel garza later on with with uh drew gulak and it's like this is like watching elon musk be awkward on saturday night live this just was like mind boggling to me damian priest beat john morrison he gets to choose his tips for sunday so he's going to choose a lumberjack match and then finally in the main event drew mcintyre who just did an interview saying that Something like I can get a match at anybody. He can. And uh, he did everything he could to try and save the show. Lashley did a good job. They had a fun match. And then, yes, Braun Strowman ran in for the DQ. 
And he power slammed everybody multiple times. And that's how the show went off the air. Back in a moment with your calls and more Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, thank God I was able to find this because I was about to lose my mind. This is from a Fightful Select interview with uh, Chelsea Green. She said, That was going to happen. I was told I was victorious. At first, I thought it was a joke. I giggled when I got told 
And then when I found out it was real, honestly, I love it. I think that the name is... There's so many plays on the name Victorious that I could have used. So many finishing, submission names, so many puns I could have used that. I remember all day that day, everybody was singing Bobby Roode's Glories to me, but with Victorious. They were going to name her Victorious. So then she goes out for the match, and they introduce her as Chelsea Green. So she says, it shocked me when I saw my name. I heard it was Chelsea Green. I was like, wait, what the hell? I was very confused. Then I think I asked someone, when my arm was broken in the back, I said to someone, I'm confused. Why was my name Chelsea? What's going on? They were like, oh, in the post-match segment, you were going to reveal that your name was Victorious. Because I had a promo afterwards where Billy Kay says something like, oh, look at you. And I basically say, I'm Victorious for many different reasons. And so, yes, somebody decided that Chelsea Green's name on SmackDown was going to be Victorious. It's going to be her name. Well, that would explain why they have so many childlike figures all over the show if they're reaching out to Nickelodeon shows that are, like, old uh, to come up with ideas for names, I guess, because wasn't that a really popular show on Nickelodeon for quite some time? I believe it was. So maybe that's the excuse why there are so many childlike adults just pining around all over Raw and SmackDown. Uh, look at these people on the Twitch chat. Yes, that should have been a guy's name. Victorious. Yeah, but, you know, well, maybe LA Knight. Actually, maybe maybe it could work for her because she's Vicky-torious, but they call her Vic. Vic-torious. What do you want out of me? Let's go to the phones. This bloke here is on the air. What's going on? Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. What's up? Oh, okay. Um, I think you and Dave touched on this a long time ago, was about the camera shots on AEW. Well, one of the ones you had discussed with Dave was about when they had the dives, you actually see the guys waiting to catch catch the um the opponent. And for me, for um, Blood and Guts, it's not really the crash pad that got me. was when Jericho went up the cage, and you actually see when he pulled out the blade, and then when Sammy put him in the arm bar, he was trying to hold on to the blade not to drop it. And the whole time, the camera's on Jericho holding that blade. And then when MJF actually put in the ring, it hit him. The camera shot actually saw, you could see Jericho cut himself. So I'm just, my opinion is like AEW needs to work on those kind of camera shots so the fans don't actually see what's going on. That's, that's just my opinion. Well, yeah, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, honestly, like I said before, my biggest problem with, with Jericho's fall wasn't the fall or the spot, but it was the literally the first thing they showed you was a super close-up of him landing. And, you know, like I, Jim Valley was on the show. He was there live in the crowd, and he said, live, it looked great. And there's one shot from a long way away where it looks really good. But unfortunately, they chose the one angle where you saw him land on all of these boxes. And yes, I mean, I heard people talking about the the cut. I've heard people talk about it's so obvious that people are going to catch. But I mean, I've seen that, the, the catching thing especially, that goes across every single company. You always see the guys out there gathering. Or, you know, sometimes you'll just see like a super close-up of the guy on the top rope because they don't want to show you the guy jumping. And so you actually don't see him jump because they're trying to avoid letting you see the people on the floor. It's never going to be perfect. You do the best you can. Obviously, you shouldn't be showing the guy cutting himself. But, I mean, 
I first learned about blading as a kid when I watched WrestleMania 7. It was Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter, and it was the exact same thing. It was the most obvious blading you've ever seen. Hulk Hogan grabs a thing, and right there he just goes, <laughs> right in front of the camera. And I was like, what is this guy doing? At first I thought he had a food coloring, because I didn't know what blading was. I thought he had a little food coloring gimmick, and he squirted it across his head. But, I mean, whatever it was, I mean, it was right in front of the camera. So it's happened a million times. <laughs> Listen, it's just like everything. This is not a yeah, but. I would prefer, with everything, a happy medium, okay? I would prefer to not see a guy blading. But, like, I would also prefer if a guy's stomping a mud hole in somebody, and the guy's Daniel Bryan, that I could actually watch him stomping the mud hole and not see 85 different camera cuts in a stomping thing. So, like, there's a happy medium between these two things, and sometimes on live TV, you you don't have that happy medium. Had no blading illusions in the Northeast for anybody that ever saw an extra drunk Lou Albano just kind of pour that you know razor out from his hand gets jimmy snooka is a, the greatest example of it i think that, that maybe people would be uh easily accessible on youtube and stuff like that where he's just getting busted up by snooka and he's just ripping the thing across his head so yeah i mean you know that, that obviously the biggest thing with dynamite are some of the camera shots and production issues because even the explosion which Probably still would not have went off well, but we saw shots that were from a lot lower that you could have made that look a lot better. And they have had missteps that way. WWE used to be as pristine as you could get, especially in comparison to WCW, where a lot of the AEW guys actually were from. But even WWE over time has over just lost it. And with the amount of camera shots where they cut, into, you know, you, I thought the whole point of this with HD was you wanted to make sure that you didn't show off a bunch of air between shots. And now they'll cut from a shot that looks good into seeing the, the punch or the kick not land. And it just absolutely drives me nuts. And that's where WWE should know better. AEW has got to get better. Maybe they should know better, too. But WWE, in some ways, is a lot more disappointing just because... They have all of this. All of the tools are at their disposal. It's just slow down. It's almost like indie wrestling. You know, we're talking about doing too many spots. You got to slow down. Same thing when it comes to the production in WWE. It just does not help. And I don't see there's got to be a reason why not just shaken up in the snow globe. USA, other, you know, product. there's somebody that thinks that this looks great and that this doesn't bother people. And this is what people want to see. I just have not met any of those people yet that actually enjoy how this thing is being filmed. You know, this uh, fella here on Twitch says, I don't understand why the wrestlers on the floor don't disguise it better. Stay active with one eye on the jumper until the last second. Bro, listen to me. Listen to me. If I'm on that post and I'm going to do something crazy, do not do something else until the last second. I want you to stand there and look at me and don't move while I jump. It's not your... Listen, it's the guy with the camera, the director, whoever, not to film you standing there looking at me. But you guys watch these shows, whether it's AEW or WWE or Ring of Honor or Arena Mexico, bro, people get dropped all the time. People crash and burn all the time. And that's often with someone standing there waiting to catch them. 
So no, I do not want the person on the floor to be punching some guy. Uh, oh, here he comes in and turn around at the last second. But I want to live. Uh, but timing matters. Timing matters. And if you just have a gaggle of guys that are just standing there like this for way too long. Don't film them. And it's got nothing to do with the person that's climbing up. Number one, those guys do need to fill their time a little bit better, and it needs to be filmed. You know, you need to get that shot off of there as well, too. But, yeah, I mean, the timing of these things, that does matter a little bit as well, too. The most important thing is don't film the guys. Like, everyone that wants this to be, you know, wait till the last second, it's like you go up there on that post with your buddies and have them wait till the last second to catch you doing something stupid. I promise when you're on that post, you're going to want them all to turn around and look at you and put your arms out so that you don't die. You know, some would say you don't have to do all of those spots all the time. Then don't either. do it. It's either don't do it or, like, have the cameraman do a better job not catching the guys or not catching the, the people who are going to be catching. Catching or catching. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now they're flooding in here. Huntington, not Huntington Beach. You're on the air. What's up? Hey, guys. I have a question. I have two comments to make. One, I'm 19 years old, and I find Matt Riddle to be hysterical. And I have a question. What's going on with John Cena? I saw he posted something on Instagram a few days ago and a report that he could be back soon. What's going to happen with him? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. So, uh, first off, listen, Matt Riddle's really funny. But there's an old saying, funny don't draw money. And Matt Riddle's a guy who could draw money, but he is not drawing money on that scooter. It's just, it ain't going to happen. Now, granted, no one's going to draw money, but he could be utilized significantly better and also say funny things. Matt Riddle did a lot of funny things when he wasn't a clown. Now he's a clown and says funny things. I'd rather that he said some funny things and wasn't a clown. Now, as far as John Cena goes, John Cena has got a new project that he's working on, which is called... WWE Evil. John Cena, WWE Evil. It is something about the best evil characters in WWE history, and I don't know what it is. But anyway, it's a new project he's doing. So if you if you watch the uh, SmackDown show, I mean, Roman Reigns has just run through everybody. And next up is Cesaro. Does anybody think that Cesaro's beaten Roman Reigns? I don't. So, like, who who's next for Roman Reigns? Well, the answer seemed to be the guys that aren't there. So maybe a John Cena for SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar, The Rock if they can get him for WrestleMania. But with John Cena having a new project and SummerSlam coming, I'm not saying I have no inside information, but I'm just looking at how they normally do things. When someone's got a new show coming, they like to get that person on TV and promote the show. So I would not be surprised if we saw a return of John Cena and a feud with Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns ultimately beats the guy but we'll see i want somebody who's in the chat right now to jump on nxt social media okay because i'm not on any of that stuff but apparently uh th there's a a oni lorkin kyle o'reilly angle that was uh set up and shot for tonight's show that's what a little birdie has told me. So I need somebody to try to confirm that for me because another example of social media being used to drive home the point on something that probably should have been promoted uh, far uh, before, what, how many hours are we now? Five hours before the show is to begin. Kenneth, you're on the air. Kenneth, what's going on? Hey, guys. Hey, guys, it's Ken from Staten Island. 
Yeah, I just wanted to say the most disturbing thing on AEW last week, that Darby Allen getting thrown down the stairs, because there's no way you could safely do that. Tony Khan should say absolutely no questions asked. You're not doing that. Because how easy would it have been to him seriously injure himself? I like it when my favorite wrestlers wind up with, like Mae Young was 90 years old, still got around great. I don't want to see them wheelchair bound when they're older and if he does more of that that's well you know what's gonna happen i I agree i don't want darby to get killed but like let me tell you something about darby that's the deal with darby bro not just that but like it is that was probably the least painful bump he's taken on he's taken on cement in the last decade like you don't think that guy falls down on his half pipe with no pads on like 50 i'm not advocating that he do it i'm just saying that like this is a guy who's fallen down on cement many many times and, uh, like, I mean... He's one of those guys... Getting I would Darby say no. is like getting Sabu or RVD or what... They're going to be who they are. If you take that away from them, then they're not going to be who they are. Because this is who they are inside the ring, outside the ring. This is the life that he lives. This is the life that he leads. And you don't want to try to do too much of it. But if you don't... If he's not him, then what have you got? So you got to just deal with it. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities. 
like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I just said my DVR for NXT after that. Kyle Oney video. Hey, listen, everybody. You know, sometimes people are like, why does Brian always get so mad when, when Raw doesn't do a terrible number? Well, because the show's horrible. I hate seeing bad shows rewarded. But you know what I do like seeing, everybody? I like seeing good shows rewarded. And for the last two weeks, I have thought that SmackDown was a good show. And so it was rewarded this week with a good number. Which now I cannot find, but it did like 2.3 million viewers, if I recall correctly. And uh, this was the best number in a long time. And granted, whenever they do these throwback episodes, they always do well. But last week, I thought was a good show. This week, I thought was a good show. And I like when a good WWE show does a good number. So I was very pleased at the SmackDown rating from this past Friday night. The uh, Booker T A&E documentary, 595,000 viewers, which was almost half of what the Steve Austin show did. And it's hard to analyze these numbers because the Steve Austin show did 1 million, Roddy Piper 880, Randy Savage 790, Booker T 595. So they've all gone down, and I guess you could kind of argue... They've also gone down in order of how popular this wrestler was in the mainstream. Roddy Piper, Randy Savage, I don't know. Is Roddy Piper more popular to your average person nowadays than Randy Savage? Seems like maybe it would be the other way. But this is also in order of when they aired, and usually with shows like this, first show does well, and the ratings fall week after week. So it'll be interesting to see what the Shawn Michaels show does next week because he's undoubtedly a bigger star than Booker T. If that's below 595, people are done with these A&E documentaries. I suspect it will be probably up in the eight, nine hundred thousands, but I guess we'll see. That's it, everybody. Raw ratings on my Twitter in a moment, at Brian Alvarez. I want to thank you all for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, all you blokes in the studio, Twitch homies. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.